Okay. Part one was the, the if you missed the part one, it's expanding our spiritual boundaries. And you, you need to listen to that part one because this will be part two. And uh, part two is this. We are living in an unusual time where I believe, Jim, things are going to start changing at a radical pace. I think so. I, I really see God exponentially accelerating, mm-hmm. you know, what we talked about earlier, and that is um, being filled with the knowledge of his will. Mm-hmm. That, that should be everybody's goal is to be filled with the knowledge of his will. And his will is basically for us to become one with him. Yeah. I, I, can, you put, can you boil it down any more than that? No, Jesus was the prototype. Uh, you know, two main reasons that I believe he came to earth. One was to reveal the Father. He was very plain about that. Uh, but number two was to reveal to us that he was the first uh, born of many other brethren. Yes. And that we were to walk as he walked. I mean, he makes some pretty strong statements that some that most of the church doesn't even know how to address. You know, when Jesus says, as I am, so are you in this world. And it's like, what? <laughs> as I am? Well, Jesus is seeing the finished work. You know, he could make a statement like, you are complete in me. And, and those statements are being made in, in the Bible. You are complete in him. And God wants us to come into this completion, into this oneness. Um, so, yeah, the, the whole plan is about bringing forth many manifested sons. That's what creation is groaning to see right now, to get set free into the liberty of the children of God. The Bible says he will complete that which he has begun in us. Right. You, you may not feel completed right now. But you are. But you are, yeah, and, and, and yeah. that day of manifestation is right. drawing closer and closer and closer. It's accelerating. It's accelerating. It's, yeah. and, and to embrace this, Jim, to embrace the idea of, of expanding our spiritual boundaries, we may have to let some old stuff go. No question about it. You know, some of the old ways and the traditions— Doctrines. And w- doctrine, whatever. Yeah. We may have to let some of that go. Let go of the past and embrace what is now. Make room for the new. God is a God of now. He's not concerned with the past and, you know, the future's not promised to anybody. It's now. There is no time and space in the heavenly realms. It's just now. The question is, do we have a willing heart to be a part of what God is releasing now, today? There's a much, much bigger picture than what we are hearing out there, whether it be kingdom building or anywhere else. There's a much bigger picture. We are living in a time of unveiling. Mm-hmm. Well, what's, what's unveiling? Glad you ask. <laughs> God is unveiling more and more in the times we're living in. You, you hear this word tossed out, Jim, all over the place, and that's the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And man, I, that word has been misused, mis, 
translated, abused. missed, it's used and abused. <laughs> I mean, if you go, it's a Greek word, apocalypto. That's the Greek word for apocalypse. And you know what that means? Means the the revealing or unveiling. God. Yeah. That's what the word means. Yeah. Unveiling. Right. Revealing something that's hidden. To take it a little bit further, it's the revealing or the unveiling of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God within us. Isn't that the first verse in chapter 1 in Revelations? Yeah. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ? Yeah. That, that, and I, again, I've talked to some brothers where you know they, they hear the, all these things about the book of Revelation and people have charts and this is the Antichrist. and the, How many times does the church have to get to a point where they realize, I mean, I've heard the Antichrist be six different people, or I've heard it been a, a certain uh, de- denomination. I've heard, Come on. The true book of Revelation is an internal book. Mm-hmm. It's the revealing of Jesus Christ in us. That's that's it. Yeah. I mean, it, this book was written for Jesus to be revealed in and through us so that the grace that he's given us can then be found outside of us to others. To be manifested, revealed. You know, God is spirit. Is he concerned about the natural earth and all that? Yes, yes, he is. Is he concerned about your body? Yes, he is. But let me tell you, priority one is revealing Christ in us to the world. Mm-hmm. I really believe that's priority one with the Lord. Yes, because the guess what? Let's look at Jesus for a second. Jesus said... When you see me, you've seen the Father. Now, Jim, what what kind of things have we heard that people describe the Father as? Cruel and mean. I, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just unbelievable. Um, we sit there and look at Jesus, and we look at Jesus as an all inclusive, loving, full of grace. I mean, just the ultimate person Perfection. walking this earth Yeah, absolutely. for the time he walked this earth. And he was. Ultimate perfection, never sinned, loved everybody. Yeah, he, he, he took these so-called religious uh, leaders and whatever to task. Mm-hmm. He went in and upset the money changer tables and all that because this was the house of the Lord and it wasn't to be... Business wasn't to be conducted that way. A lot of idols in that house. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? You go down to Luke 15, and it says, Many dishonest tax collectors and other notorious sinners often gathered around to listen as Jesus taught the people. Woo. Verse 2. Of Luke 15. This raised concerns among the Jewish religious leaders and experts of the law. 
Indignant, they grumbled and complained, saying, Look at how this man associates with all these notorious sinners and welcomes them all to come to him. They were incensed by this, Mm -hmm. that he would have the nerve to sit down with a tax collector, a prostitute, uh, an adulterer, whatever. Then Then Jesus went on to tell them, that he would leave the parable of the lost sheep. He would leave the 99 sheep to find that one lost sheep. Is there greater love than that? In Luke 5.30, Jesus took on these religious leaders. The religious leaders and experts of the law complained to Jesus' disciples, saying, why would you defile yourself by eating and drinking with tax collectors and sinners? Doesn't Jesus know it's wrong to do that? Wow. How sad is that? Jesus overheard their complaining and said, who goes to the doctor for a cure? Those who are well or those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but to call those who know they are sinners and bring them to repentance. We can clearly see that it's all about love. Was there anyone that Jesus didn't love? Yes, he loved everyone. He even loved those Religious leaders that were putting, you know, do's and don'ts and rules and regulations that they couldn't even keep. The law. The law. He rebuked Jesus for loving the misfits. And we're all misfits in in their eyes. In Jesus' eyes, we're not. Mm -hmm. We're definitely not misfits in Jesus' eyes. We're, We're brothers and sisters. He sees the We're co-heirs work. with Christ. He, yeah, he knows what he he knows what he's doing with his new creation. Uh, there's a difference in the old creation and the new creation, and uh, and you know what you're saying there, Rich, as you're talking, the, the Spirit is saying to me that all these things were written for our example. Yes, they were all written for our example. They were, and I believe in this hour that God is really talking to His church, and He's talking to the religious ones. Um, and God is opening a new door in this hour, and the Lord has shown me that he is, he is uh, projecting greater grace right now to this generation of his church than ever before, really. Um, you know, the letter that he wrote to the church at Laodicea, um, you know, we always take that one part where Jesus says, you know, you say you're rich and increased with goods and you have need of nothing. And we always accentuate that part. But the part that the Lord has been accentuating to me is when he came to the church at Laodicea, which everybody believes is potentially this church today, um, he said, behold, I, I have got an open door before you. He's opening a door before us. And um, and he's saying, you know, come on in, and I will sup with you. I will come in, and, and we will become one together with you. And I think that there's a warning right now uh, going out to a lot of his body 
frankly, that are in these denominational systems. Um, I really believe that the Lord spoke to me. The only way that we were going to come into unity with him and get rid of a lot of our dual thinking and a lot of our false doctrines is to have our minds renewed and transformed. That's the only way that we're going to be able to come out of a lot of the deceptions that we're walking in that we're not even aware that we're walking in. He says, if there's any darkness in you, how deep is that darkness? And the Lord has been saying to me, the only way to come out is for them to come before me. The door is open to them. The door of grace is open. And he said religion was to teach us how to access him, the realm of spirit. But instead, religion has built a container in which it's trapped the people of God right now. So we start worshiping, you know, these religious doctrines and whatever, and we become captive of a lot of these denominations that are out there. And frankly, uh, that's called idolatry. I mean, I, I hate to put it that way. But that's the way the Lord gave it to me was it's idolatry. And what he's doing right now is we're all concerned about him judging the world. And he says judgment begins first at the house of God. And I think, I think part of the um, warnings uh, that Rich and I are feeling in our spirit is the Lord is saying, come out from amongst her, my people. And, and become joined in a unity and in a oneness with me. I'm not saying coming out of every one of the buildings. Frankly, you can stay in them as long as you have your quiet time and you start practicing the presence of God wherever you're at, even on the job, at home. Um, you know, you've got to start focusing on the Lord. I'm going to read a poem. We have time for a poem? Yeah, Maybe, okay. oh, yeah. Here's a poem that the Lord gave me, and it's a prophetic word from the Lord. And the Holy Spirit was saying, praise God, praise God for this new day. See, we're coming into a new day. We don't have time to get into all that, Rich, but maybe in the future we might by coming into the third day, seventh day. But the poem said this, the Holy Spirit said, praise God for this new day. How wonderful it is to see the shadows flee away. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shadows that the, that the people of God, the children of God, have, have been caught up in. And God, he's, he's getting rid of those shadows, that darkness with his light that he's bringing forth in this hour. It says, God has opened a new door. This is the church of Laodicea. He's opened a new door for those who would see, for those who would see. And he's taken off their blinders to come up and be, to be in his image and in his likeness. There's the fruit of that spirit so that others might see the glorious new creation that he's called us to be. So he makes a plea in the poem. He says, so please, my precious ones, respond unto me so I can put you on display for all the world to see. For truly you have entered into a new day of the revelation of me. That's a powerful word, isn't it? That's awesome. Yes, it is. But the one thing you said, Jim, I I totally agree with. Um, You know, we're talking about expanding our spiritual boundaries. and. And you know, let's just break it down to when we were kids. Some I, I was raised in a church, and it was all good. And we're we're not saying going to a local church is bad by any yeah. means. It, it's it's wonderful yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're in the right one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will tell you this: uh, our parents took us to church for the main reason is to learn about how to act. <laughs> I mean, teach us the different uh, things that you learn in Sunday school and whatever, 
and um, and hopefully teach us uh, how to accept the things of God. But anyway, but what happens as you grow older, it, this should happen, is that you get this yearning inside, this desire to, to branch out and learn who God is for yourself. Expand your horizons like you keep saying. Back to the title, yeah. expanding your spiritual right. horizons. And, but, but what you'll find out the more you go deeper and deeper with the Lord is that a lot of the, the teachings you heard back in Sunday school, whatever, became a ceiling you know boundaries that subconsciously you are, you believe you can't go beyond. Mm-hmm. Put you in a box. Put you in a box. Mm-hmm. A People talk top. about putting God in a box. Well, yeah. what about putting yourself in a box? So again, our our mission is to get people and challenge people and encourage people to to not have any ceilings or boundaries when it comes to. God and the spiritual things that Yahweh can bring us. It, it's the Christian walk should not be boring. Mm-hmm. It should be fun. It should be exciting. It should be a, a, a new adventure every day. It you should never ever feel obligated that you have to do this or do that or God's not going to be pleased with you. Yeah, and you know, Rich. I know the reason why my wife and I, my family and I made several moves from different denominations throughout the years was because eventually in each one of them I became extremely bored. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like I'm not really learning anything. I'm not really growing. And there was always that call there, that yearning in my heart, and it was a drawing of the Lord mm-hmm. to come out. You know, you, you have gleaned what you can glean in this field. And that's fine because every one of those pastors and teachers do have some good stuff that they can impart to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. But just because they're a teacher uh, and a preacher, uh, the real teacher and, and preacher and pastor is Jesus Christ. Yes. He's the real teacher. Um, so we can't become enamored uh, with a lot of the a lot of the uh, the people that. Um, have raised us up. There's, you know, there's a time when the kid just has to leave home. Okay, <laughs> he just has to go out on his own and learn by experience. And and that's what Jesus is talking about in John 17, his high priestly prayer six times. He says, "Father, I pray that they experience me." Yes. Basically, so that's the our win right now. We can really experience God in a, in a new dimension uh, that the church has never experienced Him in before. There's one more, as we wind down, there's one more scripture that I wanted to come out with, and that's Philippians 3.20. It says, but we are a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Who will transform our humble bodies and transfigure us into... The identical likeness of his glorified body. I mean, if you don't hear anything else but that, that's that's shouting stuff, man, right there. I mean, 
Let me just read it again. But we are, we are a colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our humble bodies and transfigure us. You know, the Mount of Transfiguration, his body shined. Mm-hmm. It had the Shekinah glory of God all over it. And he's sitting there saying that he's going to transfigure us into the identical likeness of his glorified body. That's what he said. That ain't what Rich or Jim said. No. And using his matchless power, he continually subdues everything to himself. You have nothing to worry about. Mm Mm-hmm. He says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. And he subdued. He says, I've overcome the world. Well, guess what? If he overcame the world, so did you. Amen. And through him, that's right. That's what he meant on the cross when he said it is finished. That's what he meant. Exactly. And that's what God's revealing in this hour. What did he mean when he said it is finished? Uh, gee whiz, I mean, there's a topic we could talk on for a few years. <laughs> but it, it is it is finished. It is complete. And God right now is more interested in us seeing what he's already done for us instead of what we can do for him. I'm going to say that one more time. I say that almost every broadcast. God is not so much interested in what you're doing for him, but he is interested in you understanding and coming into the knowledge of what he's already done for you. And when you start coming into the understanding of his grace, that's what we're talking about, grace upon grace, the Bible says. Oh, my goodness. In, in his eyes, you are not a sinner, and you never will be again because of his grace. You're not under law. Yeah, I mean, so many people say, oh, we were born in sin. Well, you know what? We were born in his likeness and image. So yeah. guess what? He, there is no sin found in him. But that's another program. But we're in him. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, right. Don't let anything restrict your soul and make it conform to a set of rules and restrictions. Don't, don't put restrictions on your growth. God, no. The soul was meant to be free and to soar into the heavenly realms. Every soul has a need to move beyond the status quo and not be stuck in a rut by someone telling us what we should and shouldn't believe. We need, and, and we need to have grace for those people. You know, we need to love those people because that what they're doing, they, I genuinely believe they, they believe what they're doing is right. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't let anybody restrict us as far as growing mm-hmm. in our relationship with the Lord. We need to all seek God for ourselves. Amen. Period. Yeah. This is a personal salvation. It's a personal yeah. relationship of love. And grace. He has made us more than capable of learning from Him by ourselves. You are more than conquerors. That's spending the time. You can't get to know someone. To those who are married or in a relationship, you can't get to know someone until you spend some time with them. And you now, really get to know them when you get intimate time. Right. Yeah. Now, now, we're not saying that there aren't great teachers and preachers that can really prime the pump inside of you, that those rivers of living water. 
But what do you expect of yourself? For this transformation to occur, we must prepare ourselves to allow God to make a dramatic shift in our lives. Jim, do you have a poem or something that we can close on? Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick this one. <laughs> There's a few, but I'll pick this well, one. <laughs> pick a couple. We got time. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's two short ones here, uh, and I think that this uh, is very apropos for what we've been saying on this show. It goes like this. Um, I am the Word of God, Jesus says. I'm churning up your earthly sod. I'm planting in these new seeds of life for you to avoid the ways of strife. If you hold fast to my head, I will lead you through the dread. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Mm. And learn from me. He didn't say learn from exactly so and so. Exactly what we've been saying. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Why? For it is easy and my burden is light and it will dispel all the confusion of the night. That, that, take comfort in that word. That, that's a word to take. Oh, man, you amen. can take comfort in that and relax and yep. just spend quality time with the Lord because he has got it all under control. And if anybody wants copies of these poems, yeah. you know, we'll send them out freely, Richard. Yeah, kingdombuilding73 yeah. at gmail.com. We'll send them out to you. One more. Uh, God says, I am looking for a people who will listen in this hour. I'm looking for a people who will glisten in this hour with his glory. Yes. For only I know the way through the valley of death, and I will lead you into my perfect place of rest. And only I know the way into this promised land to bring you into the fullness of my plan. So take my hand and follow me and keep on eating from the promise tree. Remember, Jesus is the tree of life. Yes. He's the promise tree. And as you do eat from the promise tree, you will see this life abundant and its reality. That's awesome. We love you. <laughs>